Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. Troy Dooley here, the host of RealMentorsRadio.com. Hope you all are having a phenomenal morning. Just got back from our men's accountability breakfast. We are back at Harbor Docks having a phenomenal time. If all goes well, I just posted on Harbor Docks wall. And if all goes well, I will start broadcasting live from Harbor Docks. We are excited about this. We'll do this on both of our radio shows, the RealMentorsRadio.com and the Beachside CEO. I don't even know what they're calling that one. Words of wisdom or something. Probably tidbits of nothing. But it's fun. We're having a blast. The new show is getting rave reviews over at the Home Business Radio Network. uh, And I am humbled at the amount of listeners we have worldwide over there. So it's fun. Uh, Doing a lot of changes. Matter of fact, I'm I'm headed to Vegas here in a couple weeks. I'm going to have an enjoyable time with my baby girl who is turning 16 on Thursday. Uh, man, I can remember when they were born and I was holding them in my arms, and, and now they have grown to be such beautiful women. Uh, it's amazing to me. I just, just sitting there today having breakfast with Tessa's boyfriend uh, who's been coming to the men's accountability breakfast, which is kind of awkward for a dad before I get into the book because we're, we're studying a book called Real Marriage, uh, Sex, Friendship, and I don't know, something else. It's it's a great book, wonderful book. And, and Jesse uh, is there. And it was kind of funny because, you know, our pastor said, is this awkward? And I said, no. I would I would really would have liked somebody to have been able to take me under my wing and teach me how to be friends with my wife back when I was this age. So uh, I think it's a wonderful deal. Jesse's got a great mentor, uh, Jeremy Bloom, who's, who's mentoring him. So it's a cool deal. And uh, and that's what life is about. You know, when you study the little red book of wisdom, when you study the Bible, when you study anything, it's about finding that mentor, somebody that can come on board with you and help you out. And Mark DeMoss, blessed individual, had a wonderful dad, Art DeMoss, has a wonderful father-in-law, Art Williams, uh, married a beautiful young lady, watched her grow up. And these two are something else. It's just amazing to see how God works in families' lives. But chapter 7, buy some stamps, reclaiming the lost art of letter writing. You know, everybody else may have lost that, but not my mom. My mom, from the time I was knee-high to a grasshopper, has been writing letters. I I remember I I was never a big letter writer, and... One day my dad had to send me a letter when I was in boot camp and said, look, I know you're busy, duh, but will you daggum write a letter to your mom? She's freaking out, thinks you're dead, you know, because my mom never missed a day. Every day she was writing to me, and it's like, man, this is this is wild. And now today, very few people write letters. They send an email, I love you, what the heck does that, you know, what, you're going to print it off? It's amazing to me what what Mark follows up here. They wonder why he's the best public relations firm in the faith-based arena. This is why. 
this little book right here will be going with me everywhere. I've already written down some stuff. My pastor and I were talking today. He gave me some ideas of how to jot down notes in, using my Kindle. Well, actually, I use a, an iPad, but it's the same principle. I said, dude, I didn't even think of that. He goes, oh, man, this is the only way to go. And that's what I'm doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this happen because this is some powerful stuff. But Phyllis Thurux wrote this, Thorough. To write a letter is a good way to move somewhere without moving anything but your heart. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share a little intimate moment with you because um, I, I want you to understand the magnitude. Probably didn't even bring it in. Oh, there it is. Um, it's amazing to me what people, they don't get about letter writing, about cards, about any of that. You know, and, and, and look, if you're with Send Out Cards or Pixingo, I love you guys. Don't don't take me wrong here. Okay, but what, what I'm saying is this is, we've become so disconnected. We've become so technologically advanced. You know, when I left and went to uh, Catalyst last year, I, I sent a card back to my wife every day, handwritten, wanting her to know how I felt. Well, same thing, this this Valentine just kind of was all messed up. It's my fault, not hers. But, you know, it, it wasn't until a day or two after Valentine's that we finally were able to get together, exchange some gifts, give each other stuff. And and this is what she gave me. It's this beautiful card. And, and she always calls me Sir Troy. So that's what's on the front of the envelope. And then when I open up this card, it's, she knows that I love the Victorian, the Dark Ages. I've just always loved, you know, the Robin Hood and Three Musketeers and all that stuff. And so this card is a very deep, beautiful purple. It's got a velvety front. It's got a little black ribbon. It says, To the Wonderful Man I Married. And I thought, man, that's pretty slick. And then I open it up, and she hand-wrote in here. I had so many things that I wanted to say, but this card said it better. I love you. Big old explanation point. But then this is what was in the card. I just love this. It says, Sometimes it's when I see you working hard and giving your best, no matter how long or tough your day. Sometimes it's when you take a stand for what is right, and I remember how rare men of integrity like you are. Sometimes it's when you touch my heart with some sweet some, uh, thoughtful thing you do. Sometimes it's when I watch you walk or see your smile and start thinking about the next time we're alone together. There's so many times when I feel proud of the wonderful man you are, lucky to be your wife and more in love with you than ever. Happy Valentine's Day. Love, Princess Paige. Now, that, I think, is probably the coolest card that I've gotten um, from her in, in, in ages. She, you know, she's a writer. She's busy. She's got to go. I knew those words were from her heart, and, and her, seeing her handwriting in there, along with what else was written, and there's a few things she wrote that just can't publicize right here, but I just love that. See, when I go out into the mailbox and I see a letter, I get excited. Oh, man, who's sending me a letter? If I see handwritten stuff on an envelope, I get stoked. So why is it that we've lost the art of letter writing? Listen to how Mark starts this chapter off. He says, check your mailbox. If you're an average American... You'll have to receive 100 pieces of mail if you're hoping to get just one personal letter. What's more, the personal mail is most likely not a letter at all, but a greeting card or an announcement or an invitation. This, this stumped me right here. I thought, wow, this is, this is crazy. It says, American mail, Americans mailed 55 billion stamped letters in 2000. Ten years later, the number has plummeted to just 30 million. 
The quickest blame goes to email, but I suspect that letter writing began to its regrettable decline with the lower cost of long-distance phone calls. Now, I'm not against talking on the telephone, trust me. But a letter, I, I've got I've got years of letters that my wife and my, my mom have written me. It's amazing. I see my boys all the time, and they they still got cards and stuff that I've written to them. See, it's, it, it, when we look at this, we start to realize if we want our business to grow, if we want our relationship to grow, then we need to do more than just send an email. I talked earlier this week, or maybe it was last week since this is just Tuesday, about the fact that I love hearing Paige say, I love you. I love hearing her say, I'm proud of you. It's a whole lot better than seeing it come up in a text message, but at least I have 24 married years and close to 33 years of hearing her say it so that my mind registers the the words. I can hear her voice. But sometimes we don't get to do that. As my mom and dad have, have aged in their relationship, and as I start to see the, the differences in their, their relationship, as, as they've grown through all these different seasons of being young and in love, to, to middle-aged and in love, to, to senior citizens in love, to, to just being in love, I start to realize the importance of constantly communicating. Because when we communicate with each other, when we write letters, when we give cards, it reinforces the foundation of our relationships, whether it's business or in our personal life. Mark writes this. He said, I sent handwritten notes to 34 people we had worked with during the year. These were their clients. Email and cell phones have their place, but a human expression that survives long after digital impulses disappear, I invest that time and money to write and send real mail. Now, I used to think it was weird. I mean, my mom, you know, a lot of people say my mom's a little a little extreme sometimes. She is such a perfectionist. But one of the things she used to do is she would not only pick out the just the perfect Christmas card with the perfect envelope, but she had to get the right stamp. And I thought, man, this is my mom has got to be the only woman that does this. And then, and then I'm reading here, and Mark does the same thing. He says, pick out your favorite stamp that will go with the letter or the, or the card that you're sending. He has custom, uh, what do you call it, custom uh, letters. I mean, you know, the paper, parchments and all that that he has made up just for himself for this says here, personal letters are tangible history. They're little writs of small loves, little milestones and, and otherwise forgotten news of a nation, soldiers, friends. I got to thinking about that, man. It's the little things that we love to find and pick up. I was watching Cajun Pawn Stars, not, not porn stars, Cajun Pawn Stars, you know, those guys that have the pawn shops. And somebody brought in this this really neat old box, and inside of it were these handwritten journals from the Civil War. And they were going over them, reading what was going on in a soldier's mind. I remember reading the memoirs of Ronald Reagan, the, the, the I think the number one president in the modern times. It's amazing when we look through all this stuff and we start to realize how 
how little letters can change a person's life. Being a prisoner of war, you learn that mail is important. You know your mail is going to be opened. But getting a letter from home is such a, a cool thing. Mark writes this. A letter worth keeping takes us back to a time when thoughts were worth shaping, a time when people and words deserved our best effort. Now, if we take this, think about this for a second. If we're to take this chapter and say, okay, I'm going to get back the lost art of letter writing. We take that and we we tie it into the chapter on thinking. And we just sit back and we and we think. How many people do you think you might think about writing a letter to or, or dropping a little handwritten card. I've got thank you letters up here. They're blank on the inside. I just write thank yous in them. So I believe it's it's worth it to take a little time and write a little thank you letter, even to your children. It's funny. Listen to this. This is pretty, this is pretty eye-opening right here. When the U.S. Postal Service published a mail moment survey it concluded with the bittersweet observation that two thirds that two thirds of all consumers do not expect to receive personal mail, but when they do, it makes their day. Two thirds don't expect any personal mail, but when they get it, it makes their day. This hopes keeps them going back each day to the mailbox. The survey said that 55% of Americans look forward to the possibility each day of getting their mail. So why do we keep disappointing them? Why is it that we've stopped this? On on a business side, let me let me make it a little bit closer to home. In a business side, we're seeing an increase in direct mail because the responses are going up because people are saying, "Man, I'd like to get mail over email. I don't have time to read my email." Now, you wonder, Troy, is it really worth it, though? I mean, come on. I mean, I'm busy, and i got my kids to worry about. I've got my wife to take care of. I've got my husband who wants me to, you know, do all this stuff. I've got my workload. I mean, we both work out of, out of the house, or we both work outside of the house, whichever the case may be. Let me share a little something here. He says, among the letters, this is Mark talking. Among the letters that still lift me is one from my father dated June 19, 1979, the summer I left home to sell books door to door. Seventy-four days later, my father would die of a heart attack. But on that day, June 19, he was thinking of me, and he wrote on his beautiful National Liberty Corporation letterhead the following. Now, the first part of this was hand, was, was typed, but listen to this. Dear Mark, it was good chatting with you last night, and I'm glad to see how enthused you are about what you will be doing this summer. Again, I'm confident that this will prove to be a great and worthy and, and wonderful experience. Regardless of how little or how much money you earn, you'll have a good time. As you indicated, the discipline itself will be excellent, and I'm sure the experience will prove to be, an invi- to be invaluable in whatever you decide to do in your life. We really miss you already. Selfishly, we wish you were here with us. But I know this is going to be your best in your best interest. I'm praying, especially for these first few days during that time of getting acclimated, after which I feel sure the whole thing will become much easier. With much love, Dad. And in handwritten at the bottom, it said, P.S., I want you to know that I am very 
proud of you. Mark writes, This was my mail moment. The letter is typed, but the P.S. was in my dad's familiar hand. More than 30 years later, this last ever letter from him is a physical piece of his thoughts with me. 160 words of love and encouragement with his valuable perspective on money, empathy, and his belief in me brimming with pride. That's pretty wild. There's another flashpoint in Mark's life. This was in 1989. He said, my sister was working in the U.S. Senate for the late Jesse Helms of North Carolina. She must have told the senator about the birth of our first child because he took time to write us. Says, Dill, Mark, and April, Dorothy and I have been so excited about the arrival of Georgia Ann and want to meet the young lady at the first opportunity. Since she'll be three months old next week, I wonder how much she weighs now. While I know there is no shortage of Bibles and New Testaments in your home, perhaps you'll want to put the enclosure in a drawer. So some years hence, Georgia Ann will know that this was an old senator who loved her even before he met her. I hope you three are doing well, and we send our affectionate best wishes to you. God bless always. Sincerely, Jesse. But this is the funny thing. Eighteen months later, another envelope from the U.S. Senate appeared in our door. It says, Dear Mark, April in Georgia, there was a real angel gracing your lovely Christmas. There, there was a real angel gracing your, your lovely Christmas card this year, but I can't believe Georgia has already become a captivating young lady. She is gorgeous. Right after the election, I had to come back to participate in the ethics committee hearings, which just seemed to go on and on and on, and I do so much want to be home with the children and grandchildren instead of being here. You have brightened my day with your card, and I am so deeply grateful. Several times during the past years, I've sent special friends the text of a Christmas prayer delivered in the Senate more than 50 years ago by Dr. Pete Marshall. I've been pleasantly surprised that many friends have asked me to do that again this year. Thank you for your friendship and best wishes for all joyful and meaning holy season and happy new year. What makes this so unique is at the time Mark and April were living in Virginia. Jesse's in North Carolina. They can't even vote for him. He would take time to write these small letters to people that meant so much to him. See, how many times do you write a letter to somebody knowing they can't give you anything in return? You just do it to say thanks. This isn't the first thing that he does. It happens all the time. We all need to do this. I need to do it more often to clients and in my life. See, this is what truly makes the biggest difference for people. See, when we practice, it makes us stand out. You know, you'll hear this. You're not going to hear this from a bunch of ex, experts and gurus on the internet or gurus in network marketing. Seriously, the success that I have enjoyed in my network marketing career over the last 30 years, the ability to work from home more than I've done anything else, the ability to serve this profession hasn't been because of stuff that I learned from inside the profession, per se. It's from stuff that I've learned from people who truly understand what relationships are about. Mark DeMoss 
runs a little agency that's the largest in the faith-based community at helping people get their message out correctly. It's something that I, I, I strive to do every day within my community of network marketing, home business. But he does it so differently than most people. He doesn't sit around seeing all who he can network network with. You know, everybody comes within three feet of him. He's splattering his business. He takes time to think. He takes time to chill. He takes time to grow. He expects the best from his people. And he takes time to write to those and let them know how much they mean to him. See, that's what sets a difference. He says, my wife and I both come from solid letter-writing families. Before my father-in-law retired as the president of the A.O. Williams Company, he signed hundreds of letters every morning to individual members of his sales force. I can attest to that. To people he wished to single out for recognition and encouragement. When I was trying to say, to most of those letters, he added a handwritten note. He remains prolific letter writer even today. And he does. When he meets somebody new, he always writes a letter and thanks them. See, when you just take time to write letters, it'll change your life. It can change the world. Mark shares another story as we close out the hour. He says, during the 2008 presidential primary season, I wrote a letter to a prominent political power broker who is a polar opposite of me politically. I wrote to commend him for his civility, which was on public display frequently as he did battle with spokespersons and surrogates from other candidates. On one television program after another, I thought his tone and demeanor was refreshing in the increasing uncivil world of presidential politics, and I told him so in the letter. Several months later, I was working on a project to promote civility and contacted him by email to ask if I could get his opinion on the project. Having still not met the man, I reminded him of my letter several months earlier. The next morning, I received the most remarkable reply. Mark, I'd be honored to meet you. Your letter sets in a frame on my bookshelf in my office. Call my assistant and set it up. A few weeks later, I walked into his Washington, D.C. office to find his walls covered with framed pictures and handwritten notes from political luminaries, including two American presidents. Then I saw my letter positioned exactly as he described, hanging up as described. Hanging up the phone, my new friend pointed to his bookshelf and said, That's the nicest letter that I've ever received. Now, how many times have you walked into somebody's office and there was your email that you sent them and they said that was the nicest email I'd ever received? It just freaking doesn't happen. If you want, and, and I'm going to steal this and, and I'm going to put it in my words. I'm getting it from, from Dave Ramsey. If you want to live a life that others only dream of, then you've got to live a life that others only dream of. See, you've got to do things that other people won't do. You've got to suck it up today. You've got to say, I'm going to take 30 minutes or an hour, and I'm going to write some thank you notes. This cotton-picking busyness that everybody has, this, oh, I don't have time to do that, yada, 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 it doesn't work anymore. Mark writes this, letter writing is a wonderful personal practice, but it's also good business practice. Successful professionals generally are good letter writers. 
I wrote three executives from the same company, including the chairman of the board. The only one who wrote me back was the most successful of them all and the busiest, the chairman. I wrote two coaches. Let me get back over here. The same week I wrote two to two coaches, a high school basketball coach and Mark Rich, head football coach of the University of Georgia. Coach Rich wrote back within days during the crucial part of his season. Yeah, the coach never wrote back. Again, successful people, no matter how busy, seem to make time to write letters. If you don't think I'm taking this tidbit of wisdom and putting it to heart, then you got another thing coming. See, the concept is to write. The concept is to let people know with your handwriting. One of the things that Paige says to me is, Honey, it's amazing to me to see how well not just your handwriting has become, but your spelling has become. See, one of the things that I detested in school was English. And I just didn't figure none of it was important. I knew what I was trying to say, but sometimes my, my fingers would get ahead of my time, so I'd use the wrong words, but they were correct. Or I'd spell it wrong, but it was phonically correct. And now I write for a living. Sadly, I wish I would have learned a long time ago to write better, to spell better. The funny thing is, my brother, he was like this stud dude in school, so he, he you know, he could write, spell, go through debates, go through spelling tests, and now he works as a, with his hands as an electrician. Amazing how God does weird things. But at the end of the day, it's the letter writing that matters the most. Putting your thoughts down. That's why I tell people, write journals. Write on three-by-five cards. Put your thoughts down. Put the history of your family down. Share with your kids the love. It's not just in letter writing. I think I told you guys, my mom did two volumes of family history for my baby girl, Cassie, with pictures and writing. As a family, we have spent hours going through those over and over because it, it is such an enjoyable time. This is what you have to do in your business, in your family. You need to take the time to do it right. I remember Cowboy Joe Schroeder sends me a thank you. This week I will be receiving a book in the mail by one of the heroes of network marketers, Mark Yarnell. He just wrote a brand new book. And I already know that he's sending it to me. It's going to have a handwritten letter in the front of it. I just know how Mark is. And I'm going to have the blessing, the privilege to review his book in March. We'll do it live on the radio show. I'm so excited about this because this is what it's about at the end of the day. Folks, whose life are you impacting that, that they can't impact your life back? What letters are you writing? What po- My mom's a pro- prophetic poet. Boy, I can get the pee-pees in there, can't I? She's a prophetic poet. She writes constantly. Her poems have been published. Although I don't understand all her poems, I know that when she sends me some kind of prose or poem or whatever these girls call this stuff that they write, there's something there for me to know and understand. I suggest today that you start the habit, the new ritual. If you're if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you call yourself a Christian, I would suggest you just go find you a Bible somewhere 
and make that the family Bible and write stuff in it. Write write stuff in the verses maybe, something that really sticks out to you, something that will be important to you. It's these little things that make a big difference at the end of the day when everybody else is gone. Nobody knows what's happening that will change somebody's life. Tomorrow, chapter 8, honesty can be costly, but telling the truth is always good business. Hey, that's going to be a toe-stepping type of chapter, I guarantee it, because I've met some people. Matter of fact, the Supreme Court today is is going to be rendering an opinion on on telling the truth. Because there's, there's a guy that goes around wearing a Marine Corps uniform with all these ribbons and all these these accommodations, and he's never served a day in his life. And the Ninth Circuit Court said, it. oh, that's okay, that's protected under freedom of speech. Lying is now protected under freedom of speech instead of telling the truth. Should be an interesting chapter tomorrow. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Be back here with me tomorrow morning on Real Mentors Radio and pick up our new radio show, the Beachside CEO over at the Home Business Radio Network.com. Bye now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.